Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I know. Did people ask you that when you put the question thing out? Did Connor Murray ever say anything? He's like said so. He like oh, sent yeah. me. Yeah. Where is it? Yes, he, he told me that you do a great uh, Blink One Eighty Two. No, that's karaoke. a lie. Such a lie. <laughs> I knew you he's can't sing it for the pod. If he wants me to, I will. Yeah, you can. Right now, that can be our intro. Uh, I don't Ready, even know any song. All the small things. There you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's start off um, with talking about the Cave Talk, your new podcast you're co-hosting with Jordan Amin. Um, tell me about how that came to be and the inspiration behind it. Yeah, so actually, it's just kind of funny. I I, I love I like I have a passion for just talking, announcing, and you know that because actually, if people don't know, Lauren actually hooked me up with the Big Ten Network. So I just kind of found like a love for just broadcasting and honestly just talking and just being myself and. Obviously, a censored version of myself because you have to when you're on the Big Ten Network and a podcast. Well, a podcast is a little more laid back, but so I I don't know. I just got into it. And Jordan asked me. He's like, "Yo, I'm like, it just kind of caught a lot of heat because he had that gym, the cave, and then he's like, "Well, why not just start a podcast like everybody else is doing it?" And I was like, "Well, yeah. I mean, we we have the ammo to do it. I mean, we're wrestlers. We know a lot of wrestlers with a huge following, and it's just like, you know, why don't we do it? And we just started this." kind of just winging it a little bit and then started catching some fire with it and now here we are like on our fourth episode not giving away any guests but we we um honestly just started getting contact with big names and just started to work out yeah you guys come from this is my next topic obviously a iconic wrestling family you know your dads are two of the best Michigan wrestlers of all time both Olympians you guys are you guys have the connections. You have the platform to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that, I guess like the wrestling thing helps a lot, but um, it's just personality wise too. I think Jordan and I just compliment each other a lot and just growing up with each other, just the conversations that we have, it's just like, we could just honestly just go out there and talk and people would want to listen to it. <laughs> like, I don't know if you saw the one with Stevan, like people, I've heard like a bunch of people like come back to like, man, just like, you are just something else, man. Like, I love it. Like, keep it up. Like, <laughs> And like, I'm the only person I didn't like it was my mom. Cause she's like, man, like you shouldn't be telling people you're spending all this money. I'm like, mom, it's just who I am, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love podcasts. You can just like show a little bit more personality yeah. and yeah. I just Parents like listening to people talk. Parents don't get it. They're like, what is this? Why are you kidding? You'll never get a job because you said this. I'm like, mom, I think I'll be all right. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I guess it just, like I said, like the wrestling thing is like, it's, it's a big part of it, but it's just like, you know, just being able to talk to people who have like success and like different areas. I mean, wrestling's a good base ground, but we definitely don't want to keep it in wrestling. Like mixed martial arts, another thing like wrestling transitions a lot in MMA and a lot of wrestlers are in MMA, but even like other sports and not even sports, just like success and other things other than sports. I think it's more about hearing people's stories of like success and being able to find success, like, especially in times like this in COVID like being able to hear people's stories throughout COVID and how they're keeping busy or how they're, you know, being able to sell or whatever that is like, honestly, just being able to find, find success in hard times. So. Yeah. And it's a crazy time. Speaking of that, how has your quarantine and all of that been? How have you been spending your time? With training, with training or just everything, everything. How are you holding up? (laughs) I honestly, like, I like in the beginning of quarantine, I was actually supposed to leave for the Olympic qualifier in Hungary three days before everything hit. So for me, it was kind of devastating. And that was like a blessing in disguise because like the more I was like at a tough point, like mentally with that, like cutting the weight. And I was like, man, like I had to go to Hungary. I had to lose all this weight. And like being able to like have that final, like, like step back. And now everything, like obviously miles and stuff, I'm probably feel a little bit different than me because they qualified for the Olympics, but it's like being able to take that time off and be like, sharpen your skills almost as a blessing in disguise. So I can't really be mad that everything happened. Um, obviously like that's from like a standpoint of everything being shut down. Of course, like I don't want innocent people to die of like something like a huge epidemic like this, but the, from the wrestling and training standpoint, I think it was just a nice relief to be able to be like, 
okay, here's the things I need to work on. And like in business too, cause I'm, I'm studying for my series seven to become a, a financial representative for that too. It's easy to be able to like, nothing's going on. This is what I need to focus on. And you know what, here's the things I need to do. So obviously it was frustrating in the beginning. Um, I think everybody was a little bit frustrated with everything being shut down and who knows what's going to happen in the future. I think the government right now is just doing a terrible job. I mean, they, it's yeah. just like, it's just like in, in state government, national government, all governments like, Hey, you guys can do this. Oh wait, you can't do this. It's like, when are we going to hear for sure? Answer what we can and can't do. Like, yeah, like, we need a leader. Yeah. We need a leader. I know we need, we need people. We honestly, like, I think like part of it too, is like, you can't, you can't make businesses be required people to wear a mask. Like you can't do that. Like people are going to go crazy. Like business is going to die. Like coming from a financial background like it's going to be very hard for businesses to succeed when they can't operate like seriously they either use subsidized business or you don't well that's a whole another like topic yeah. to get into. but we'll save that for another time that'll be about like three hours of rambling but who knows i mean yeah it's tough i don't think that anybody in office now well obviously nobody in office now has ever even dealt with anything close to this in their lifetime and neither have we but like you look at other countries and they did a really strict you know three months and everything is fine and contained now and it's just like we i feel like as americans it's tough for us to give up (laughs) just a tiny bit of freedom and it's like okay are you guys forgetting though? Like it's a life and death situation. Yeah, like, people it is. People are dying. It is. It is. It is. And it's very, the thing is, is like I had COVID already. Like I you got did? it. Yeah, I had it early in March. And oh, like, wow. it's hard for me to like compare myself to somebody who's on their deathbed. But my uncle actually did die from COVID. He's passed oh away gosh. a couple. Yeah, he put, passed away like a month ago. But like, I'm so sorry. Me, no, that's all right. It's it's yeah, it's just life, man. Life happens, and you know, God bless him. But he had he had Parkinson's. He had an under underlying condition. So. It's just oh. tough, but when like from me comparing to me having like when I had it, I was like, okay, like I've had like bad, like I've had the neurovirus, I've had food poisoning, I've had everything that you could get, and then I have COVID, this thing that everybody's talking about that you need to prepare. And I, it's like maybe night sweats and a cough. That was it. Really? And I, I was back to training like two days later. Yeah. <laughs> How long did it last? Like two weeks? Oh, uh, the taste, the tasting, and the smelling was very irritating. <gasps> I could not taste or smell anything for about a week and a half, two weeks. And so that, you just ate and chewed and swallowed and didn't taste a thing. Nothing. As my brother Miles is so funny. He'd like take horseradish in the morning and he couldn't <laughs> taste it. And he's like, "Nope, not today." And I was like, "Oh man," I was like, "Let me get that." Mm-mm. <laughs> Like, oh my god miles actually he he fasted so he kind of got rid of it by fasting which is crazy it might have just been something that's just like you know just perhaps to be like coincidence or i don't know but i did the same thing i fasted for 24 hours and my symptoms dramatically went down so wow maybe we just found the cure to covid on on the lauren day podcast but (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy i know i haven't heard that one yet and i've been reading a lot of shit and i haven't I heard know, anything about fasting it's just, yet it's just a wake-up call man you just got to take care of yourself you got to get good sleep you got to live a healthy lifestyle and i think obviously like well there's extreme cases where there's people who are super healthy 28 years old and dying i mean there's there's that and everything like you see people right. get cancer that are healthy i just think it's just one of those things it's just a wake-up call to america that you just got to be you got to take care of yourself man you can't take it for granted i mean your body's a temple and i believe that you know obviously like i have not the best eating habits. Like <laughs> I'll eat like like I said, I ate M Ms for breakfast. Like obviously everybody has cheat days, but when I'm, when it's serious competition, like I definitely like eat very very clean. I take care of my body. I sleep a lot. Um, I just think it's important just to take care of your health. Yeah, I agree. I'm working on it. I'm working on it, Malik. I know. I, not everybody has the access. <laughs> like like wrestlers will find a way to like train. Like it's just, I need it, to get just, over to the cave. Yeah, you got to get over the cave, man. Jordan will work you out, man. Those workouts are no. I have actually not been in the cave. What? Sorry, guys. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Hot. Wow, that is a yeah. You so first, I, I have not lifted in the cave. You might be able to tell. <laughs> just kidding. But I actually I work out at a place called Barwis Methods right down. I work out like four days a week lifting. I take my training very seriously. I think it's just one of those things. It's like Jordan lives all the way out in Fenton and I live in Brighton and Plymouth. It's like 15 minutes from my house. So it's just like, and Jordan works too. So like if, when I'm going to Barwis, it's like, I, I get the attention like 24 seven, like two hours of hard training, 
Like if I, if I could always hit Jordan up, like, yo, run me through a cave circuit, but I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. It looks pretty tough. So <laughs> I wow. don't know. If, I, I don't know if Co-host I'm ready for the, the cave. The host of the cave has never been, never to, the been to the cave. Never been to the cave. Never been. Never been. I'm nice. just here for fun, man. I'm here for the, here for the ride. It's production, so. baby. It's all fake. Um, so I did listen to that. Uh, what was it? Your first, was Miles. your first episode with Miles? Yeah. yeah. I listened to that and you guys kind of talked about growing up in that environment with your dad. Um, but I want to hear it from you. What was it like kind of, obviously you're coming from your dad and your uncle, historic wrestlers. What was it like from a young age, just being raised by in that environment? I feel like it's like wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. It's a whole world you're already born into, you know? Yeah, it was tough, man. I actually, it's crazy. Like growing up, like around like Jordan and Miles, like Jordan was the firstborn male of the like Amin like wrestling dynasty. So he, he, um, he was like blazing the trail basically for all of us. So I came shortly after Jordan. Jordan's only a year and a half older than me, but Jordan was like, phenomenal kids wrestler like he barely ever lost like he beat the hell out of everybody and like i was pretty good i, I wouldn't say i was a very good kids wrestler and too miles me and miles are about the same and then cameron obviously is the toughest out of all of us <laughs> he'll, but he'll make that known too cameron's humble by no means but <laughs> i'm the best but um i love cam but um growing up in that environment it's just kind of funny like you take it for granted at the point it's like okay like we beat the hell out of each other but like we would never be in the situation that we are right now if we didn't like we just all rough housing like our parents just let it go and like we beat up each other but we loved each other like we just wanted to make each other better so I think just from like my standpoint and um like I'm like growing up with my dad and my uncle I think they pushed us to wrestle but it wasn't like if I would have chose to play something else like um they would have let me but I it was just wasn't realistic like I wanted to play football right. in high school they're like no like it doesn't make sense you're small you weigh 103 pounds how the hell are you gonna play football like <laughs> my brother on the other hand he got he didn't hit his growth spurt until he was like a senior in high school so if he really wanted to play football he could have played football and Cameron Cameron also made that decision too like he was a great football player as a freshman but he didn't want to get hurt he got hurt and he's like I don't want to do this I don't want to sacrifice my wrestling career so at, at, at that point it was just like it was just we just choose it because we love it. And wrestling is just one of those things that people like don't understand. Like why the hell would you wrestle a sweaty man? Like for like two hours. And then like, you try to explain it, but it still seems like wrong. And people are like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? There's no money in this. It's like people, if you wrestled, you would understand like the grind and what the sport teaches you and like what it gives you back. Like the hard work and the cutting weight and all those hard times you go through with yourself, you find a lot of self meaning. It's just, it's unbelievable. And I just, can't take that for granted i would just love my parents and my family just for putting me into the sport i'm just forever grateful to it so that's awesome yeah i always every michigan wrestling match i'm at there's always an amine fa- little fan yeah, section there it's that. awesome the it. support um you know, heckling the refs like <laughs> my uncle sam is like the most unanimous for just yelling at the ref- and somehow inspires them too they're like Maybe that was too. All right, two. I'm like, how the heck? How the heck? Stalling, calls. The guy will be taking shots the whole match. And my uncle Sam will somehow make him call stalling. It's so funny. It's crazy. That is so funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen it. We've given him some screen time for big time yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be a lot more screen time. Hope, hopefully, with COVID, you know, you never know how everything. Hopefully, it just goes away. I mean, that's what we want to think, but you never know. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. I hope to get back on the mic too. We'll see. Yes, of course. I need to put you in touch with our new producer. Yeah, help. How, well, yeah, because you're graduated now. So what are, yep. what are you going to do now? I'm actually moving to LA in two weeks. Oh, really? Oh, because I was I was gonna work with Big Ten Network in Chicago, but it yeah. got canceled. So. Oh, oof. Oh, yeah. So is that the new job opportunity that you were talking about? I in LA. Yeah. Or earlier I, when we like. Yeah, I, when yeah, I talked it to was her, with like, Big Ten, but it, yeah, it was canceled. So. Oof. I just took it as a sign to go. Yeah, you know what? Hey, new doors open when some close. So Yep. That's awesome. Congrats. Thank you. What are you gonna be? This isn't my interview though. (laughs) I know, Um, still though. It's like a podcast a conversation, Lauren. Come on. I know, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um I I don't have anything set up concretely yet, but like as you know, production is a lot of freelance stuff. Yeah. So I have like a little bit of a network out there from like yeah. shows I've worked in the past and like in the sports community. So we'll see what I can 
come up with. But I mean, like sports are kind of TBD and production is TBD. So we'll see. Um, I think a question I do want to ask, are you and your brother like super competitive? Because you've been wrestling alongside each other your whole life. I guess like I wouldn't say we're like competitive in the sense like, okay, when we were younger, like obviously like what we wanted to be better than like each other. But like you don't understand that when you're a kid. But once you get into like high school and then early college, like I want Miles to be way like honestly better than I am in every aspect. Cameron to be better than I am in every aspect. I want I don't want to be the best in my family because if I feel like if if I didn't do a good enough job of like setting the bar, I always want the bar to be passed. So obviously Miles already did that, but then it makes me want to raise the bar. So when Miles made the Olympics and wants me to make the Olympics, not for the sense of like I want to beat him. But I want to be there with him and share the moment with him because he's my brother. Like my brother, like I've said this, like my brother is like, I look up to Miles. Like he's the younger brother, but I look up to him because he's, I would say he's more mature than I am. And I just think he's got a better, he's got a sense of like goals. Like his goals are aligned. So like for me, I have ADD and I don't know if you couldn't tell, but um, I, I have a hard time staying on task. So like looking up to Miles and figuring out like the things that he does and seeing what he does, like looking up to him has helped me so much in my wrestling and, and in life too. He's got it figured out. So, well, to, for the most part, but um, I was kind of lost and I was like, you know what? Like Miles has all these things to do. Like he writes stuff down after practice. I think I said that in the, in the pod, first podcast mm-hmm. and I started picking that up and I saw large increments in my wrestling. And when I started large increments in my wrestling, I started to carry over to my personal life. And then I started like, okay, I started to have a system now and starting to figure stuff out. I wasn't just wasting time. So I think, yeah, me and Miles are competitive in certain aspects and other sports, 100% competitive, 100%. Because it doesn't matter. But right. in wrestling, where we both are very passionate about and we really want to succeed, I hope that he does better than I am. Or I do. Like, if we both win gold, like, there is no better. We could be equal. But I, I just, I don't know, man. I, just being the older brother, I hope he does better. I mean. And I hope Cameron does better than both of us. I always want the next one to sur- surpass the bar. So, but in other sports, like in basketball, like, yeah, I'll get in his face. I'll like shove him down. I'm like, yo, man, I'm mad at me. But like, when it really matters, I'm like, yo, like you, like me and you, I hope we can, or you and I, I hope you, we can finish in the same. But if you do better than me, I, I hope you do. Seriously, like I just hope you do. So. That is awesome. That is a great big brother. Yeah. Well, yeah. See, when you, when I think I'm not the role model, all of a sudden I am somehow like, I'm like, he's, but in reality, like, I think I'm looking up to him, but he's somehow looking up to me. So I hope that's the case, but yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's so interesting to kind of wrestle along somebody your whole life, let alone your brother, you know, even if it's just a teammate and then you end up going to the same college, like having kind of the same coming from the same environment. Um, and then all the way up to like, qualifying for the olympics that's yeah crazy that's historic well it's just awesome we never had to be at the same weight class so my when yeah miles grew, miles grew uh it was just like a relief because in high school we were around the same weight but i called the shots because i was a returning state champ so he wanted to go up to 45 and i didn't want to cut any weight my senior year and i was like screw it man like you didn't win it last year i did like you <laughs> have to you have to go down to 140 and he ended up having to go down and all of a sudden like i graduate and he's like 160 i'm like okay we're probably never wrestle again like i'm staying around 155 160 he's cool. like he was probably like 200 pounds now he's huge he's a beast but um we i'm just glad we never had to wrestle each other like me and jordan or jordan and i almost had to wrestle each other like a couple times and we did when we were kids because we were around the same weight but yeah. like now, like I don't have to have that concern with Cameron. I don't have to have that concern with Miles. I think we're all in just different weight class. And that's just nice because like I feel like some people do have like Andrew Davison is gonna have that problem because him and Lucas are the same weight. And I would never want to have to wrestle my brother. That'd be devastating. Yeah, like, that's tough. It'd be devastating for me, let alone my parents. <laughs> like what are my parents gonna do if like me and Miles like perhaps wrestled in the blood round like NCAs? Like that would be horrible. That'd be Can you imagine? I would never imagine that. <laughs> that would just be so hard, like qualifying for the Olympics. Like, like me and Miles could not wrestle each other because we were the same weight on the Olympic team in San Marino. Like, that would just be like something that's like horrible. I would never want that to happen. But thank God he's 200 pounds and I'm 160. So great. Yeah. You guys can stay in your own lane. It's I'm great. just mad about Works the height out. aspect. <laughs> he got all the height <laughs> and I didn't. So that's funny. Yeah, thanks, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think something I want to talk about too, it's always an interesting conversation. You know, your first couple years out of college, 
when as an athlete you're transitioning out of your sport and I know you focused Mm -hmm. on finance for a little bit and focused on like growing your career before you decided to get back into wrestling with San Marino Um, but I want to talk about that time you know wrestling was your whole life until you graduated college so transitioning out to focus on a career was that tough for you before you had the opportunity to wrestle again yeah so um i obviously interned for my 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 dad runs a financial firm out in um in southfield so i kind of knew that's what i wanted to do after i was done wrestling not the sense of the family business is the fact that i fell in love with financial services and helping people it's just who i am i mean when i'm done i want to run a nonprofit. that's just the kind of guy i am i just want to help as many people as i can and i feel like it's not life is not worth living if you're not helping you know not letting a helping hand so when I first let, fell in love with financial services, I was like, I could definitely see myself doing this after wrestling. Like, I, obviously I love broadcasting too, but it's like more of a broadcasting. It's like a hobby. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like if, if I'm going to do that, it's, it's gotta be like, I gotta be focused hundred percent on that. And I still love financial services. So I'm like, I don't really know what I want to do. And then finally I was like, okay, like I want to do financial services. <laughs> like this is what I want to do. Like, here's how I'm going to get there. And just that time, like Jake Herbert, actually is one of my mentors and he, he talked about, he's like the hardest day of your life is when you achieve your goal. And the next, or the next day is the hardest day of your life is when you achieve your goal. So like after I got done wrestling in college, I didn't really achieve my goal, but then I was like, what's next after wrestling? I've been wrestling for 10, 13 years. Like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's the hardest day of your life. Like after the NCAA tournament, I was like, like, am I going to wrestle still? Like, what is there going to be? Because I was still wrestling for San Marino, but I didn't really know how it was going to go, if I, how I was going to love it, or I wasn't. I ended up loving it. So, like, long story short, everybody, like, I still love wrestling. I'm still going to do it. But, but um, yeah, it's just a tough day, man. It's just – it's definitely different after wrestling's over. I think you can ask a lot of wrestlers that don't continue after college and have that same feeling, like, especially if they're like me. And I, I never All-American when I was there. And that, that was obviously my goal to be a national champ, to be an All-American. But – it kind of puts everything into perspective after you're done, like how small those accomplishments really matter in an aspect of life. Like nobody really judges you off their accomplishments. I think they judge you as a person and yeah. kind of how you treat people. So I kind of put everything in perspective. I was like, I see like guys that like still holding on to wrestling and still holding on to their accomplishments. Like, Hey, look at me. I was a national champ back in then. It's like, do you really like want to be remembered as that person? Do you want to remember as Malcolmine the person? You know, Malcolmine the wrestler is a totally different person than Malcolmine the, or, or sorry, is a totally different like entity than Malcolmine as a person. So I want people to be able to know who I am outside of wrestling. Like Stevan does a really, really good, good job of it because him as a wrestler versus him as a person, like you can see Stevan, he has a huge sense of fashion. You know, he loves like Bape and all the, like, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not a fashionista myself, but. <laughs> It's just him outside of wrestling, and it's kind of funny. It's like people, like, don't want to see that. And it's like, why don't you want to see Stevan outside of wrestling? People should want to see what he does in off time. Like, they, he was even talking about it. He's like, I get a lot more likes on my wrestling photos, and it seems like people don't really care about who I am as a person. I'm like, well, that's not your fault, man. Like, I think people should want to know who Stevan is. And Stevan's a great kid. I love Stevan like a brother. So it's just kind of funny how once wrestling ends, how like you lose a crowd of people that were only there for like two, three or four years in college, like only cared about your wrestling. And now you have to transition into life. And it's like, man, where were you guys at? Like, why are you guys not following me now? Like, why don't you care about like the broadcasting and stuff like that? But yeah. it's just the way of life, man. That's just how it is. I've thought about that multiple times. I, I'm obviously not an athlete, but I've been kind of in the community throughout college just through oh, for sure. my work with Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And I, I always feel like there's a lack of resources, you know, from the university because if you're playing any sport at the University of Michigan, yeah. you more than likely have dedicated your whole entire life to that sport. For to nothing. even for no pay, no nothing. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. do that, and then yeah. you go represent the university. You have all these fans. You have all this faculty, and then they're like, okay, go out into the real world, yeah. and you're not going to have your wrestling, which is part of my identity at this point. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with, you know, it's just – it's a it's a concept I've thought about it a lot. It hurts. It hurt. It definitely hurts. I'll tell you that. It's one of those things, like, you feel that pain in your heart. You're like, man, I dedicated, like, five years, and for me – literally my whole life has been dedicated to Michigan wrestling. Cause my dad, I mean, I never yeah. knew like, okay, I took visits to other places. And obviously if I like really truly love like Ohio state, Arizona state, 
I would have went there, but I just couldn't see myself going anywhere else in Michigan. I mean, mm-hmm. and you dedicate your whole life to that. And then like, after you're done and obviously the coaches like really care and like the RTC cares, but like at Michigan athletics, it's like, whatever you're done, you're just another number, man. Like, and the impact impact actually does a really good job with athletes, uh, helping them set up with jobs. I think impact is one of the things that people need to shed more light on in the athletic department, helping athletes after they're done, find a job. But other than that, I just feel like after I was done with Michigan wrestling, it was like, okay, like, go ahead. Like you said, go ahead. You're on your own. Like emotionally, mentally, it's tough as a student. I Mm -hmm. can't even imagine as an athlete, like the hours and hours and hours you guys dedicate. But yeah, Michigan wrestling, it does a really good job though. I I can't say anything bad about Michigan wrestling. They keep, keep family, like family, wrestling's just family as it is like as a sport. I could go anywhere in any wrestling room and just be greeted like with the kindest gesture. I don't think it's the same with football. I wouldn't like, yeah. I can see like, like somebody like Joe Milton going like Indiana and then being like, Hey, welcome Joe. Like, come use the field. Like <laughs> if I went to the Indiana wrestling room, they're like, man, like it's so good to have you like go, come on. Like I wouldn't mind showing technique or any of that. I'm like, I'm an open book when it comes to that. Like I'm just there to grow the sport of wrestling. Like that's just how it is. Like wrestling is, we're all together in the, in the fight because wrestling almost didn't make it into the Olympics. And I think rather than finding our like differences, I think there's just so much similar ground that we suffer through. It's just, it's just crazy, man. Wrestling is a different sport. It just is. So. Yeah. And on that same topic, um, you and your brother Miles were the first wrestlers ever to represent San Marino in the European championships. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about that experience and what it took to get there. I know that your mom specifically helped you a lot with that process and like Uh figuring out how to represent them so tell me about that journey damn you got your facts (laughs) you got your facts Uh. yeah yeah (laughs) yeah we were yeah we are the first ever to represent San Marino um in the European championships and I think um looking back on that it's like I said like when you when you're wrestling and you don't accomplish like your goals like obviously I didn't accomplish my goals the European championships but looking back at history and like okay like when you see this in all perspective, it's a big deal. Like it's yeah. a big deal that like, like miles is the first San Marino Olympian. I won the first match in free. So like, it, that's a big deal. Like when you are like putting it in that, my perspective, it's like, okay, I didn't qualify for Olympics. Like in reality, everyone's like, dude, you're wrestling at the world championships. So this is how yeah, I, that's, I want to do you made history. I want to, I want to achieve the, like the highest goal that I can. That's just how I am. And looking after I'm done, I'll be a proud of my accomplishments. But when I'm done, when I'm done as a difference, is different than how I am right now. I don't know. I didn't really make sense right there, but like no, I as a wrestler, as a wrestler right now, when you don't accomplish your goals and you're still wrestling, you're, you still have that ability. You know, when you're done, you don't. So the book's closed and you can look back and be proud of the things that you accomplished. Like in college, it's one thing. Like I was never an all American, but I'm proud of the way I represented myself and how my career turned out because I still have an opportunity to wrestle. But once it's over, I think we're we'll have a different conversation. Hopefully I do accomplish my goals. But going back to um, San Marino, yeah, my mom um, actually set us up when we were born. So my grand, my great grandfather was San Marino, uh, San Marino. He came over here back in like the early 1900s, chopped blocks of ice for like a dollar a day, like clear American wow. dream story. Came to um, Michigan, um, worked with the tile business. My papa, my grandpa, still alive today, uh, owns a place called Trends and Tile, and and Howell, and it's just a uh, just crazy lineage of of San Rene. So it's not like we just picked up and we just picked San Marino. Like, okay, this is where we're gonna wrestle for. No, we have a strong family heritage, just like my Lebanese heritage. It's the same thing. Like, I hold my two heritage, or it's two my my two ethnicities very, very, very close to me. I think um, it's just a strong part of my identity. I really, really um, designate with both of them, San Marines and Lebanese, and um, it's just a crazy process of everything. I mean, it's just. I'm just grateful. Honestly, like my mom is a huge part of it. My dad's a huge part of it. My dad uh, was a Lebanese uh, first gen. I'm actually first generation Lebanese. My dad was born in Beirut. My mom has been with the San Marino club for God, who knows long. Um, it, honestly, like my papa's huge San Marino's pride. And it's just, <laughs> it's a whole like, honestly, family of pride. <laughs> Seriously. That's awesome. But, I want to hear more yeah. about the country of San Marino itself. I know you've okay. spent your time traveling yeah. there. What's yeah. it like? Uh, so, uh, I'm biased, but I think it's one of the most beautiful places in the world. To be honest, I've been, I've been a lot of places too. I mean, I love Dubai too. I've never been to Lebanon, but I'm sure I'll fall in love with Lebanon too. But, um, everything needs to be 
settle there first because the conflict and with Palestine and Israel, I think it's just not safe to go there. I, my parents, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, San Marino is beautiful. Um, it's if people who don't know, it's about an hour uh, south, or I'd say two hours south of Bologna. Um, it's about three from Venice. It's on the uh, back end of the boot. And um, honestly, it's just a beautiful place, man. It's just that the San Marino's people are super genuine. Um, they love us. Uh, they they actually, <laughs> they pay for all our travel. I mean, we cannot be in, in any sort of, uh, I would say, like, like conflict with them. But uh, yeah, it's just a beautiful place. 33,000 people. Uh, it's like the Italian dream, man. American dream, wow. Italian dream, whatever dream you want to call it. It's, I mean, I'll send you some pictures, but it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah. I would love to post them on my page. Yeah. It's, it's right. It's right by the sea too. It's right oh by the gosh. ocean. Yeah. Nice. Um, so speaking like it's very small country and I know yourself and Miles are talking about starting a wrestling club there. Like what is <laughs> the process of that? Are you trying? That's that's on halt right now. Um, right. San Marino, San Marino actually economically is having tough times because of COVID. Uh, they've had to shut down a lot of banks. Um, they're they're in really, really big trouble. I mean, we're trying to do a lot to help them um, with fundraising, but um, yeah, I think that's on halt right now. Um, I would love to do it, but it's just COVID just brought tough times upon San Marino. Man, yeah. Italy got hit hard. And then it just happens to be that San Marino's in Italy. So, yeah, just tough times with them. Prayers are out to San Marino, and I hope they can get back on their feet soon. I mean, we, we really can't do much because we can't fly over there. I would love to fly over there and fundraise and do everything I can because they, they would give us the shirt off their back. I would give the shirt off my back too. So, Hopefully in the future then. Fingers yeah, crossed. I hope so. I really do. I think I think people would love it. I mean, it's – it's all about growing the sport of wrestling at the end of the day and to see more kids wrestle for San Marino, man, that would, that'd be like heartwarming. I would love it. I mean, just being me and my, or miles and I being the pioneers for it too. So I really hope so. I hope so, but we'll see. That is so cool. You guys literally have this beautiful small country on your back. <laughs> that is just, that's it's history. And I know you, you're like really you not said, making any exaggeration to literally I'm not. the country is behind us. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, that's so cool. Like, and, and yeah. like you said, I can see from your perspective, like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, cause you've been focused on it for so long, but I'm yeah. telling you from a third person point of view, me, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. I'm just trying to be as humble as I can. <laughs> <laughs> you are humble. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I do, I do. I have to say, I appreciate your help because wrestling was the most foreign world to me back i tried what? to help as much as i can <laughs> yeah but remember we, we would sit at production meetings before yeah. like we would broadcast matches and you would sit down with my friend grace and i and just yeah. you would give us the full rundown shout out grace Boyles, i miss you so yeah. much so do i grace <laughs> <laughs> okay so i want a little update i listened to the interview that you did with coach cub back in february oh yes yeah. and that was when miles had qualified for uh, the 20 well now 2021 olympics and then mm -hmm. you were still in the process of qualifying yeah obviously things have gotten canceled since then so give me an update like what's going on so uh that was actually right before the european championships so um yeah so i think every, it's just same same stuff man uh, i was supposed to leave for hungary didn't end up happening now it's kind of limbo trying to get back on the schedule um i think uh, Michigan has done a really good job. Cliff Keen Wrestling Club has done a phenomenal job in uh, keeping us prepared and being able to get us access to wrestling rooms and, and wrestle with each other. So I think uh, I'm not really worried about, I would say, um, the wrestling part of it. I would say the time frame, because anything can happen. I would hate for to get injured or something like that. You know, Obviously, you can't prevent injuries because it's just, it's just the sport itself. But I think right now, I think I'm as most, most focused I've ever been. Um, I think um, there's – I'm just not sure the UWW schedule because, like I said, in September they might think it's going to come back, so they haven't put anything set in stone. But with 2020 on mind, I think I'm just really excited to just get better and focus on wrestling and my career and try to balance both. So just going to be a really, really fun year. I think 2020 and 2021 are going to be, you know, really, really good year or good years to find a lot about myself as a wrestler and as a person. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So with everything being canceled because of COVID and the Olympics being pushed back mm -hmm. a year, is the qualifying process different 
No, it's pushback. So Miles and Stavon, if you've qualified for the Olympics, you've already qualified. They can't take that away from you. That'd be wrong. Right. But um, I guess barring anything with doping and people being able or not being um, able to wrestle, I think it's the same. I think it starts in March again. It's just moved a year back. So I think it'd be the same time that Miles would be at NCAAs was a bummer because I would love to watch him win a national title. But sometimes you got to put yourself in front. So actually, I will wrestle before he will because I'll be six hours ahead. So hopefully he'll be on supporting me. But, I mean, if he can't, he can't. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. That's how it is. <laughs> Best of luck. I'm, I'm excited. A, I'm a big boy, man. I'm 25. I think I'll be able to be, take care of myself overseas. So. <laughs> yeah. you know what you guys should sell merch like san marino merch i wish uh, raise money i'd wear it around the olympics support the means <laughs> you know what i think you just sparked an idea i think we'll, we'll do that that's smart um i'll have to talk to my mom she she does a lot of that the san marino because we have a guy that does an embroidering for us and I, san marino doesn't care because like a lot like the trademark stuff you know like people get pissed about that stuff but san marino's yeah. like they're just okay with every everything like with us because we we want to make San Marino like big put it on the map like do anything we can to grow it so I, I don't think they'd have any problem with that that's a good idea I think we should do that yeah um, I'll buy one so I can mark one down pre-sale <laughs> I sat next to this kid um he's a swimmer at Michigan he actually made the Olympics for Mexico in swimming and he had the thing I actually saw the tattoo on his, on his bicep I'm like are you an Olympian he's like yeah like, dude, I would never be able to tell, man. Congrats. He's like, oh, thank you, man. I was like, I was like, dude, I'm sitting next to Olympian, man. I was like, this is awesome. That's and, gonna uh, be you though. Like, you you would just sit down so. talking to anybody so. and be like, oh yeah, at the Olympics last year, it'll be like, what? Or uh, get yeah. ready to go to Tokyo. That's totally how you are. I don't drop. I don't. I drop it humbly. I don't. I don't go and my. I'm not Malcolm being the wrestler, man. I I like when people come up yeah. to me and they're like, dude. Like you wrestled at Michigan. I'm like, hey man, what's going on? I'm actually Malik. My name's not wrestled at Michigan. My name is Malik. <laughs> it's nice to meet Aww. you. Like, yeah, it's just I, I I know like certain people feel that way. I definitely know like like Pantelio definitely feels like the same way as I do. Like, and and so does like Alex Derringer. Like, bigger names. Like when people like start flooding you, like treat treat you different because like something you do. I personally I don't like that. I think I want to be treated as a person, and obviously like. I love like helping out and I love the fans and I appreciate everything they do, but I just want to be treated like a normal person. man. Yeah. Do you, um, are you familiar with uninterrupted LeBron James production company? Uninter I know uninter uninterrupted is. Yeah. Yeah. Their whole, you know, motto is more than an athlete and they yeah. just have this awesome platform where athletes are allowed to speak out about their passions outside mm -hmm. of sports, mm -hmm. you know, social justice, mm -hmm. sell like merch that they're, proud about like they support mm -hmm. pride black lives matter like colin kaepernick yeah. like it's just i love that platform because yes they're famous athletes going on there but yeah they're talking about things outside of sports and i, I just i've seen it because i've worked in sports and you guys are all my peers who you, yeah. of course you're like d1 great athletes at michigan but you're people too and i don't think that voice should be <laughs> taken away from anybody yeah i hate when people use that shit man i'm like dude you're you're a football player i was like dude you're just like me man like well, i'm an athlete you're an athlete. honestly you're a person i'm a person man like you can't so what i got really irritated is when people thought they're better than everybody just because they're athletes and i was like Okay, I understand that you make different sacrifices. That's just how it is. I mean, you chose that. I chose to be a wrestler. I chose to cut weight. You didn't choose that for me. So why, why, why do I try to be a bigger person than you are? It's not how it is. I'm like, when I see other people, I never think that person's less than me. And that's just some of the stigma that just comes with like some of these athletes is like, okay, you're the big man on campus for now, but what happens after you graduate, man? You're just a name. That's just how it is. So that's how I think. I'm like, man, it's like... <laughs> After I'm done wrestling, like people are going to forget about me, man. It's just how it is. It's just how you treat people and, you know, how you carry yourself. And that's why people remember you. They're not going to remember your accomplishments. There's going to be a guy that comes in as a freshman, like he's in Paris. <laughs> like, yeah. Another big Insane. name that comes in that everyone's going to fall. So, yeah. Well, they'll know you from your uh, viral podcast called The Cave Talk. The Cave I hope <laughs> so, man. I hope that hits, man. Jordan, Jordan's been banking on it. I mean, I, I, I love, like I said, I love talking. I love 
announce and I love just being a, I wouldn't even say internet personality, just a personality, just being able to display, you know, how I am as a person on like a big stage. Like when I did it with the big 10 network, I was like, people are coming back like, wow, man. I'm like, honestly, this is who I am, man. (laughs) You did. I must say like, I, produced every single game this year for them and you killed it like you really I appreciate it you could, I th- you could see that's what I want I, people tell me that man it's get, making me second guess my career I'm like dude am I making the right decision like should I go into Brock but I don't know the right people you know yeah you always have to know the right people and whatever but you do, you know? the thing is though I hate to pull the athlete card after we just had that conversation what? but you know if you want to commentate wrestling your background yeah. is like more qualified than probably someone who just studied four years of journalism. Yeah. You know what one thing I did do on the Big Ten Network? I did swear. And I don't think anybody- You did? Talked. Somebody from Michigan got pinned. And I was like, oh shit. And I was like- Ah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. Am I allowed they, to post that? I don't Am even I think you could find in? it. I can't even matter. I don't, oh, no. yeah, yeah. I don't care if you post it on the podcast. It's gone down. What are they gonna do? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy because they normally would say something to us. Wait, was that the Michigan State match where it was just Grace it might have there? Been. It might yeah, have been. I wasn't there, so that's might have funny. been. I don't. I, honestly, I remember seeing it, but it was like so cool. I was like, oh shit! I was like, mm. I was like, ah. I was like oopsies. Because <laughs> yeah. it was with Miles. Because me and Miles were doing it. It's like your brothers are next year. You start getting comfortable. It's like when it's me and Noah. I was like, okay, like. Noah's like super professional. He's got everything. Miles and I are like dumb and dumber, man, on there. It's kind of funny. It's so funny. It was so fun having Miles on there, man. It was yeah. Well, tell me about – I want to talk about this because that was a great match too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I wasn't there, but Grace was there, and yourself and Miles were sitting in Cliff Keen commentating <laughs> a Michigan wrestling match. What was that yeah. like? I don't know if I ever thought I'd ever be in that position, but – I got Grace actually asked Miles at Self One, and she's like, "Hey, is your brother." Like the funny thing is, like I thought she asked him if he'd be able to do it, but she was asking asking Miles if I wanted to do it. I was like, "Miles, guess what?" Like she asked me, not you. <laughs> I was like, but no, yeah, Miles, dude, it was awesome. It was awesome. I I cannot. I mean, we had so much fun, and he did such a good job. And Miles is like super authentic too. Like he didn't have to prepare at all. Like. He just was himself. Like when I first went on there, I was like, okay, I have to be contained. I have to like, can't support Michigan like too much. Cause you can't be one-sided. He did a great job. He just, he just did. I mean, he's That's just awesome. Natural. He was a natural for it, but um, now he can't because obviously he'll be wrestling, but we'll see, man. I don't know what he wants to do after he's done wrestling. Maybe he, he'd be an announcer, but yep. who knows? You guys will do it again next year for sure. I hope so. I hope so. I hope, I hope I'd be able to do it because there not might even be a season. So. I know. I don't know how it's going to be in there, though, man. But, like, when the fans start going crazy, I start going crazy. Like, if there's no fans, I'm like, ah, like, I'm being the only one yelling in there. It's going to be weird. <laughs> it's going to be so quiet if there's no fans. Oh, man. It's like, dude, it, it, wrestling is going to be the last sport to come back to. It's just, it is. It's, it's like the only sport that's like face to face, like blood, coughing, whatever you want to say, all the gross things. You think you can get COVID? Wrestling, ding, 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 ding. There it is. <laughs> like, seriously. Uh, crazy i hope i'm banking on a vaccine i i guess there's like really good news yeah moderma i think they have a vaccine yeah so i mean fingers crossed on that because that would be the ultimate solution yeah i hope so i really hope so just for the betterment of humanity i think once you start targeting covid and i don't even know if the next thing comes out but we definitely got to be more prepared I get nervous because I have like pretty bad asthma. Okay. Anyway, let's go back to the <laughs> topic of Olympics. Um, so you, like, I, I do believe you're going to be in, going to Tokyo 2021. It's going to be the first times that the Olympics has been postponed since 1944. Yeah. The only times that this has happened was the during, boycott. yeah, World War One and World War Two. Yeah. Um. So, like, being a part of this whole process is historic in itself, and obviously representing San Marino is historic in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that affected your mindset, like, realizing the emphasis that's going to be put on 2021? Um, Mindset-wise, I, th- I think it's definitely the same. I think, obviously, it's changed a little bit because when you look at how goals work, I think with short-term and versus long-term, when Tokyo started to approach, obviously it started to be a short-term goal, but um, 
now it's a little bit longer and you kind of have to keep yourself busy with those short-term goals. So I think mindset wise, I'm just trying to keep busy. And like my short-term goals are like work on certain techniques or even outside of wrestling, like, you know, try to book appointments for work or, or, um, honestly, like run like a mile or like something like strength. I, I honestly started doing like jujitsu and stuff like that just to keep myself busy. So I think it definitely changed. My mindset changed from long-term or from short-term to long-term because of the time horizon. But I think the goal is always the same, man. I want to come home with a, I want to qualify and come home with a gold medal, man. It just, I mean, people might not think that that I could do it, but um, my parents do and the people that matter think I can. So I guess, I mean, just my mindset is always going to be the best to be the best. And I believe that I can be the best. So yeah, just how it is. It is what existence. You're going to bring back goals. I don't talk, into see, that's the one thing. That's the one thing I don't do. I don't like say like, I'm going to go do this. And everybody needs to know. I kind of just keep my stuff to myself. I'm a big believer in like seeing and believing. I have a vision board in my room. I write down all my goals and stuff like that. Nice. So, um, I'm, I'm big on visual. I just don't, I just don't think there's any need for, you know, why does everybody need to know that you want to be an Olympic gold medalist, man? Like now, I, now I'm being a, a hypocrite because I said it. But it's only because you asked. So, so <laughs> well, it's um, kind of a big deal yeah, in case you yeah. didn't know. Well, I mean, I think everybody should want to be the best that they can. I, I, I'll actually taper that a little bit. I just want to be able to wrestle the best that I ever ever can wrestle. That's all I can ask for. If I have the best day that I can ever have at the Olympics, then that's okay with me. Whether I walk home with the gold, silver, or bronze, or I don't even medal, you know, I just want to be able to wrestle the best I can. So that's all you can ask for. Can't go ask God for a gold medal. He won't give it to you. <laughs> best of luck. Best of luck. Thanks, fam. We'll finish with some Instagram questions. Um, oh, this first one. Not. Do you plan on using your wrestling background for a possible career in MMA? Yeah, this question's come out. Mom, don't kill me. Um, I don't know. Doors open. Um, everybody, everybody man mind changes once they get punched in the face so i haven't really felt a hard hit or hard like kick to the face i obviously with my growing up with like my cousins and brother i've obviously taken shots i've obviously split my head open wrestling but being able to get in the octagon and knowing the other guy wants to kill you i have to come into like cahoots with that but i don't know man doors always open i mean i have a four-year or four or five-year degree from michigan so and <laughs> i could easily not not fight and still have a career after wrestling, but I don't know, man, I'm trying it out right now. I'm, I'm liking it a little bit, but I'm, I'm just trying to be a sponge and absorb everything I can. So I would only do it. And the fact that you get paid, I talked to Pat Downey about it this today. Why the hell would you go get your brain beat up if you weren't getting a lot of money? <laughs> yeah. Nobody in the right mind would do it. For wrestling, you're really like, it's wrestling. Nobody's punching you in the head. Nobody's kneeing you in the face. If they do, it's on accident. Like, when you're getting in the octagon, that guy's trying to kill you, and you're trying to kill him. That's just it. That's how it is. So it's it's guess, hard for me to watch. Doors to open. Honest. I love I love it personally. But <sighs> I love the woman fighting too. I love both of it. I I love all of that stuff. <laughs> like I just I, like, like watch through my eyes. Yeah. Like oh my god. People people are like like people like you are like oh how could you watch the woman? Like dude, sometimes the women are way more exciting than the men, man. Like to, like top two fighters like Amanda Nunes. Like dude, she's a beast, man. She's awesome to watch, but yeah, I guess the door's open. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do after wrestling. It's definitely in consideration, but I mean, I could change my mind at any time. So we'll see. Cool. Um, second question. This is from Grace. We kind of already went over it. Are you going What's to pursue up, a career in sports broadcasting? Because you're so awesome. <laughs> Grace, Grace, if you want me to, I will. As long as you hook me up, I, I'll do whatever you want me to do, man. I love broadcasting. I wish... I wish I could um, with everything going on, but with wrestling, it's kind of hard because wrestling's a full-time job as it is. So if I'm going to do broadcasting, I'm definitely going to be putting like my heart and soul into it. I don't want to be wasting time with anything else. So um, I'd love to do it. I love broadcasting, but I definitely have to be doing a lot more research on my own, doing a lot of the hard stuff that you guys did for me. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. It'll be fine. We're I getting so. the gist of it. Hey, I would love to do it. Personally, I would love to do it, but – we, I know, I just don't know, man. After wrestling, I'm still wrestling is still my first love, man. It's what I love yeah. to do, and after I'm done with it, then I can circle back, look at MMA, look at. It's just great to have all these great opportunities. I mean, even if there aren't opportunities, a passion. Like if if I didn't have a passion for for mixed martial arts, or I didn't have a passion for for broadcasting, I wouldn't just go fall into it and try to do it. You know, I love I love both of them. So 
Yeah. And you've got Big Ten and they use our stream at Flow Wrestling. So yeah. you can add that to the resume. That's huge. Yeah, Flow. Hey, Joe Flow, hook me up. <laughs> Nomad. You can hear All me. All right. Next question. If you didn't wrestle, what sport would you have played? Soccer. Really? Soccer. I am a avid soccer fan. I love soccer more than anything in the world. It's my favorite sport other than wrestling. I watch it religiously. I think I think it's one of those sports that it's like after you're done, you don't have to worry about concussions. You don't have to worry about your body. Well, your body's going to be hurting from whatever sport you play, but it's, it's a very, very like low risk sport. Like I've seen crazy stuff happen with concussions and stuff, obviously like that, but not as much as in like football with CTE and like Mish Martial Arts with CCE and like even wrestling's starting to come out too. But um, yeah, I, I love soccer, man. I just, some, I'm not great at it, but I'm a pretty good defender i would say i'm not, not <laughs> quite the shooter but i'm pretty aggressive defender i think i get red carded within the first minute but <laughs> i i love soccer yeah soccer soccer is my second passion outside of wrestling so wow interesting i didn't know that a cr7 baby i'm a ronaldo guy too man ronaldo over messy andy day what is your favorite irish pub in ann arbor it's connor murray man this is connor yeah. murray. <laughs> This the, Connor O'Neill's is my favorite favorite pub. Actually, you know what? I take it back. Stouts in Brighton is is actually my favorite Irish. In pub Ann Arbor, kind of. he says. Oh, in, in Ann, Ann Arbor. Arbor, there's only one <laughs> Connor <laughs> O'Neill's. <laughs> dude, Connor is a funny dude, man. I don't know. Have you ever met Connor Murray? No. Oh, he's not. a funny guy, man. He's one of my friends from high school. Um, and then me and Connor reconnected. We got back into college, and I love Connor. He's a funny dude, man. Shout out Connor Murray. Shout out Connor O'Neill's best Irish food in Ann Arbor. Might be the only, but the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last question. It's from him. He does a killer karaoke of Blink 182's "I Miss You." Ask him to sing it. Uh, I don't even know the lyrics, Connor. I don't know why he's asking this stuff. Um, what is it? Where are you? And I'm so sorry. Something, 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 something. Yeah, you get the gist. You know? Yeah. Okay. So I used to, so, okay, I'm done wrestling, obviously. But when I was um, back, my, my no, late years not. of college. Well, no, at Michigan. At Michigan. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get any trouble saying I was going to the bar. But I, I would go to the jug sometimes and do the karaoke <laughs> with my brother. And we'd sing like Bohemian Rhapsody and stuff like that. So I'm not the, I, I'm, I don't have the best voice, but Hey, I don't, I don't mind standing in front of people and just blabbering. So, <laughs> and the nice. words, the words might not be the same, but the message is the same. So if, <laughs> if, if the, if I can't get the right words out, I think people are like, okay, at least he's trying. So it comes from the heart. Yeah. Always right? coming from the heart. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Oh boy. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I think that's no problem. everything that I on. have. Appreciate if you want to say, you guys, everybody follow the cave talk. If you're into wrestling, of course, follow it. If you're not, of course, yeah. follow it as well. Follow cave trained on Instagram. Yes. Cave trained with a D. If you want to follow me, you can Mal D Messiah on Instagram. I post some pretty zany stuff, but um, yeah, other than that, shout out, shout out to Lauren, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thanks no for listening, everybody. Good luck in California. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.